Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's happening? And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Okay, Andrew and Ruby, stay there. We played Captain Beaky before the break, um, and the comments on YouTube are great. First comment from a year ago. Classic. This kind of thing wouldn't sell nowadays, not with the competition of all that mass-produced teeny bopper shite and X-Factor nonsense. <laughs> Don't forget, it was this that we're talking about. My reckless hack, and when hissing zip picks up my trail, I'll just dash to him with my tail. Oh, a good idea, said Timid Toad. We'll hide a long way down the road. Here we go. I don't think that's the only reason why it wouldn't sell these days. The reply to that is so true. What the hell has happened to music and talent? <laughs> music and, and talent. talent. Uh, it's uh, it was huge. It was a huge song. I think um, uh, I think um, Terry Wogan used to play that Today. a lot. The late night alternative Mondays to Fridays, ten o'clock at night to one in the morning with me, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. Uh, a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show, in that you can call in about pretty much anything you want. Uh, it can be silly, it can be heavy, it can be frothy and light, or it can be dark and serious. We don't mind. Don't swear, don't be libelous, that's it. If you phone up tonight, you'll speak to James. He will take your name and number, and we'll give you a call straight back. The phone number is 0344 Ruby, stay there. You're going to be next, but before that, it's Andrew. Good evening to you both. Um, may I start with an, an opening monologue? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? No one has. Gosh, it's like BBC London. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Go on. Uh, I, w- I would like to hereby relinquish any claims I had on freebies to your shows. I, I know I'm not worthy of it. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Up your bum. I've, I know I'm not wow. worthy of it. Wow, it's kicking off. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. He's, the physical challenge. He's waiting. For, he's waiting for us to go. Oh, don't be so silly. Um, so <laughs> Andrew, so so as, as people know, we are screening the Bross documentary this tomorrow. Um, I think there's two tickets left if you want to go to ianlee.com slash event. It's going to be a good old laugh. We've got about, I think it's about 60% our fans yeah. and about 40% Brossettes. Yeah. Uh, Joe Perlman, the uh, producer, is going to be there. He's going to do a Q&A afterwards. Um, and Andrew, who, now where are you? Are you in Southend today or are you in Las Vegas? Wherever you want. No, I'm in Vegas. Okay. Andrew lives and works out in Vegas, said, Oh, oh, I can get, um, which one is Matt? That? I can, <laughs> not in, I can get, not true. I can get Matt Goss to do a that's little, not how it happened. go on, remind me how it happened then. <laughs> it happened. I was called up to say I was going to go and see him and I said about the, like the swing version of uh, one of the songs he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When and will I be famous? Said, oh, you could, what? Yeah, that was it, yeah. And then you said, oh, you could do a video for us and introduce the show. So I thought, I'll try. No, hang on, that's not how I remember No, it. you came in all guns blazing oh, saying you could get it. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's what, what, you, what you did. The next week, the right. next week, I'm listening to your show and I hear my, I hear you dissing me about not being able to do it or something, calling yeah. me a chancer. Well, 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 well here's the thing, myself. here's the thing. He's done it. He's done he it. We have a video from which one is it? That's Matt Goss. We have we have a video. That's the one with the hair. We have a video from Matt Goss, okay? And I'm going to play it now, okay? Dear listener, <laughs> see if you can spot. You may not be able to hear it because the audio isn't very good. We'll talk about the video quality in a minute. 8-bit. 
the, 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 he, Matt has lived in America for a long time, and regular listeners to this show will know that, that Americans struggle with the name Ian. So whenever I send an email to an American, I write Ian with lowercase eyes, I-A-I-N. You know, like a teenage girl. Yeah, because, well, anyway, just have a little listen. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Goss, and I would like to welcome everybody to Lane and Catherine's screening. I am Matt Goss. <laughs> I would like to welcome everybody to Lane and Catherine's screening. Let's just listen to the whole thing now, okay? This is this is, and I can't turn it any louder. This is as good as the quality is. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Goss, and I would like to welcome everybody to Lane and Catherine's screening at the Rabbit Hole. Sounds a little bit freaky to me. I don't know what it is, but I've been asked to give you a message. I want to send you my love. I'm about to go to bed now. I always sleep in a tuxedo. I'm a bit apparently, according to Joel Perlman, I'm a little bit eccentric. And now I'm actually going to do my show now and uh, just send you my love. Have a lovely time. So it's a lovely message. He's a good, good man. He's for a doing good it. lad, right? And Andrew, you're a good man for getting it done, right? And I don't mind the fact he says Lane. That's very funny, okay? Because that's, that's how Americans address me, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I've made peace with that, right? But here's the thing: the the video quality. I know. It's like you know. Um, I never forget, right? About. 15 years ago, my my father, no, about 10 years ago, my father-in-law is a cardiologist, right? He's a very well-respected cardiologist. And one Christmas, he got sent a present from an Indian gentleman whose life he had saved. And it was a video camera, right? This was, this was 10 years ago. He got sent a video camera. And Peter was like, well, this is this is fantastic. He says, it was one of those little silver ones that you flipped open and there was a screen and stuff like that. He said, he said this is great, but Ian, I can't get it to work. Can you get it to work? And so I fiddled around with it, right? And what it was, it was a kind. It was a video camera, but it was a video camera you'd buy in an Indian market in Delhi. In the, it didn't really do anything. It looked flash, but the technology inside it was kind of like the first video cameras you got on mobile phones. You know, pixelated, blocky, and stuff. And I said to him, "This is useless." It looks like um, Matt Goss found the video camera that I chucked out ten years ago, that was bought on a market in Delhi. And has used that to film it. It's it's the quality the, the the quality Andrew, is is I I don't think we can show it because look look how pixelated it is on it's my. Oh, way. I think we show it anyway. Look, the brosets are going to be going nuts. They won't be able to see it anyway for jiggling about. No, but here's the thing, right? We can't. <laughs> that's how pixelated it is on my computer screen, right? You times that by twenty, you're not going to be able to if see we, it. If we all squint though, you won't be able to see oh, it. Oh, come on, we gotta. No, we don't got look. You can't. But I've been asked to give you a message. I want to send you my love. I'm about to go to bed now. I always sleep in a tuxedo. Apparently, according to Joel. All right, we're gonna we're we're gonna play we're it. We're playing Andrew. it, man. We're playing it, um, and we're playing it. Good luck. You have to have a couple of drinks beforehand, and hopefully it'll all stick. <laughs> hey, listen, man. But I, you're 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 a very very good man, and you're a good sport. And um, you know what? The next couple of shows you want to come to, your name's going to be on the door. Uh, and uh, we uh, appreciate the effort you put in to get that, and it's it's a funny little yeah. video. So thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. You're, you're a good man. That's um, right. What you're saying about the video camera you got in Delhi reminds me. <laughs> I, I picked up a, a hard disk drive in uh, in a market in Shanghai two oh. years ago. Oh yeah. And uh, and I thought, yeah, okay, I'm a bit dubious. So is it going to work? It's got Samsung on the label. I thought, well, this looks this looks the part. But yeah. I know these things. Let's just give it a try. Yeah. So this guy, very obligingly, very little English. And I spoke a very lot of Mandarin. Um, he plugged it into the computer and uh, he went into like the, my computer and said, yeah, it's got two terabytes available of storage. I thought, brilliant. It yeah. only cost me, it started about 50 quid. I managed to get it down to about 30. Good lad. And I thought, I'm really doing well. Nice little bargain. Perfect. Went to use it. 
when I was at home, nothing would store on it. Oh. Um, my next door neighbour at the time was a bit of a geek and uh, could could work his magic on stuff like this, and <clears throat> he, he tried it and couldn't get him to do anything. And he took it apart, and uh, and he brought it back to me, it all opened up, and showed me inside. And all it is, the other side of the USB is a little microchip that tells your computer, yep, yeah, I've got two terabytes of <laughs> oh. But to make it feel like it's the, the genuine thing, yeah, what was in it, there? inside it, they had a load of um, like metal nuts that are glued oh. to the inside of the shell casing to give it some weight. Genius. So it's a load of uh, empty nuts that are just glued into it. Tell me, tell me about the story of my actually, life. I, I know, I loved it. Like, I, I loved it more than a two terabyte yeah, hard drive. The, the Chinese are wonderful. Shanghai in particular. Who was Shanghai, Shanghai surprise. surprise. My sister... Yeah, used to be, she used to be a cabin crew and they used to know that there were places you'd go and you could yeah. get these most amazing fake things, you know, and you would get them in the, you know, proper packaging and everything. But they knew it was hooky as. Hooky as. Mm. Probably yeah. very dodgy yeah, going and getting there as well. The Andrew, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, you're, you're, you're a good man. I look forward to seeing you at the next next time you pop along to one yeah, of our shows. Yeah, because I, I did see my local area. I think it's a chain. That handoff's place. There's some of those here in Vegas. I might go and give it a try. For yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, I got a feeling it might be a different, slightly different. Um, uh, you, no, you go and get a hand job. You go to hand jobs and uh, let, let let them finish you off. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ruby, stay there. You will be next. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Talk radio, digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Uncut After Hours Conversation for the Up All Night Generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. Good evening, Ruby. Good evening, Ian and Kat. Good evening, Ruby. How are you doing tonight? Uh, Uh... I've been up and down, up and down all day. Yeah. At this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. We go. You see. There yeah. We go. Fantastic. Yeah. Hold on to that, and uh, it'll go again. And um, but you have to remember that that it's twelve sixteen on a Friday night, Saturday morning. You felt all right. Yeah. Yeah. And cling on to that. What have you done today? Anything exciting? Well, when 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 I woke up in the morning, I had that feeling of panic not wanting to get out of bed yeah but um i did drag myself out of bed i had a nice breakfast with my mum a bit of a chat over a cup of coffee there you go that was nice yeah and um i um i got on with some paperwork and things i needed to finish on the computer and just uh self-reflection that and i i a little bit, and then I spoke to my best friend who I mentioned yesterday. Yes, that was nice. She made me laugh. There you gave go. Gave me some words of comfort, and it, it was nice, very pleasant. There you go. And it's another day. You've done another day, you know. And um, yeah, you're heading in the right direction. I struggled to get up today, but I made myself get up around lunchtime, 
and go and there's a nice hill near me about a little 10 minute drive away so I went and I just go and sit on this hill it's got a lovely view and I just phoned up a couple of people I thought did I phone you up from there boy I sent you a picture saying mm-hmm. I got out um and I just sat there for a bit and then when I felt like I was done I went back home and went back to bed and that was all right yeah that's all right yeah. we've got to do whatever it is we have to do to get by yeah, it is sometimes the most simple things that give you that pleasure and motivation and just help you get through the day. Yeah. What's um, what's this weekend? Uh, this weekend, uh, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll go to my um, neighbour's house. You know, you know your neighbours. <laughs> some of them. This? Some of them. This is insane. Yeah. Where do where do your kind of strange utopia do you live in? <laughs> well, it wasn't always like this. Um, these particular neighbours they haven't uh, lived on the street long, ah. but uh, we got very close within a short space of time, and um, they've got two um, lovely children, absolutely oh, wonderful children. Yeah, and it's always a joy to be around them. How old are the kids? Uh, four and no, sorry. Uh, oh, mine's gone blank. That's okay, but they're young. Um, they're young. Yeah. Yeah. Un- go on, go and play with the kids. Five, five and under. There you go. Go on, go and yeah. play with the kids. That's what it's all about. That's the circle of life. That that you cannot. Um, but you you it's it, you you can. It's very difficult to wallow. If you're um, if you're playing with some kids, it wears off after a while. You know, if you've got them all weekend, it can be tough. Thirty minutes with some a couple of five year olds, uh, that's good for the soul. Tell you something. When my granddad died, my mum was devastated, and uh, but she um, she came round and she'd just play with my kids for for half an hour, an hour, and because they didn't know what was going on and they didn't particularly care because they were so little. Yeah, it just took her out of herself for a bit, and that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. 30 minutes, everyone, they should prescribe it. 30 minutes with a couple of five-year-olds and under. Boom, that's that's the soul yeah. taken out, spat on and polished up a little bit and then inserted gently. It reminds you that there is loveliness and there yeah. is innocence in innocence the world. Innocence and purity. Yeah. There you go, you see? That's what it's all about. Well, then, always puts a smile on my If face. you've got a bit of that coming up, Ruby, then you're going to be all right Yeah. this weekend. I, mean, I won't lie... Today and yesterday, I had um, thoughts that disturbed me a little. Disturbed me in the sense that I thought to myself, this person that I, sorry to go back to the same topic as yesterday, but uh, this person that I got to know, I thought to myself, despite everything I know about them, that disgusted me. If they they wanted me back, I would say yes. Mm. And um, I, I even considered... Should I beg them to take me back? I didn't want to think this way, but it came to me. But then I I busied myself with something else. I went and had a glass of water. I texted my friend. And the thought went, like what you said yesterday really stayed You are me. not your thoughts. And it's okay to yep. think that. It's okay to think, well, what happens if I beg them? And what happens if I offer to do this, this and this? It's okay to think that. But you don't actually have yeah. to act on it. And it also, it doesn't mean that that is you. It doesn't mean that you are the type of yeah. person that would necessarily do that. It's just a thought. And you think, right, there's a thought. 
not going to act on that, so thanks very much, bye-bye. Yeah. And then just let it drift down the river. The other thing yeah. is, Ruby, that it's fine, natural and perfectly okay for you to miss the feeling that that person gave you at one point. Absolutely, yes. It's the feeling that I can't... Yeah. Well... And that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel like that. It's magic. Yeah. But you can. You don't need to get it from that person because it wasn't... You know, it didn't turn out to be the right kind of thing. But no. that feeling was something, and that feeling is something that's not unique to that person. Yeah, that, that, that's what's been so hard to yeah. get my head around, as in, will I ever get this feeling again? Is this person unique and special? But they're not, not really. And um, from what I found out later, like I was saying, they, they're not the kind of person that is, uh, is respectful yeah. Towards women, the, the the way in which they speak and treat women's not good at all. And you deserve better than that. You deserve better than that, and you don't have to settle yeah. for it. Yeah, even though with me, they put on this uh, a gentleman act and completely charming. And even when they let the mask slip a little, and I had my doubts, I I carried on because. Um, a, I, I'm a lifelong people pleaser. Mm. And B, I'm so polite, I can never say no to anyone. And, well, C, because they made me feel a way that I felt I couldn't say no. Because yeah. it had gotten so... I was falling deeper and deeper and deeper. And I, I, I know on the surface it sounds trivial, just some guy I met online who talked for a bit. But even though it sounds trivial, it was it was more than that. Like, I, it, it's hard to explain. I get it. Uh, we get it. We, yeah. can, we can hear in your voice and um, yeah. we get it. Here's, here's the thing. I, I was never very good at saying no. And um, I had to learn to do it. Uh, and once you learn to do it, it's so empowering. Being yeah. able, and I would do like jobs I didn't want to do, and I would go to places I didn't want to go to, and I because it's easier just to say, yeah, sure. Hey, would you come and do yeah. that? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Of course I will. People pleasing. That's what it's all about. But um, can you get the phone, please, James? Um, uh, but yeah, it's um, learning to say no is um, is an amazing thing, and you should kind of practice saying yeah. no to people. So if you find yourself in, you know, in situations like you're in a, in a cafe, can I get coffee? Yeah, sure. Do you want a cake with that? No, thanks. Just small things like that. Just, you know, yeah. I don't know what situations would apply to you specifically, but just situations where you would normally say yes, just practice saying no. And, and watch, uh, no one will think any less of you. No one yeah. will judge you. No one will kind of step back and go, oh my gosh, she said no, what a cow. No, no one, no one cares. No one cares. It's amazing once you realise that the freedom it gives you. Yeah, I mean, with with this person as well. Eventually, it was me that said no. I was going to say you did draw but, a line in the end because you felt that it wasn't yeah. the right. It wasn't right, and it was getting further and further over that line. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, I knew it would be too difficult for me, despite their insistence that this, this, and this will happen. I wasn't convinced because they weren't thinking of me. Good for you. That's Thank you. that takes an awful lot of strength, you know. Um, you've got this, Ruby. Like I said yesterday, I can hear uh, an intelligent, um, uh, spiritually beautiful, um, strong woman, 
and uh, you got this and it's going to be lousy for a little bit and then it won't be quite yeah. so lousy and then one day it'll be all right and you'll go, oh God, it's been all right today and it'll get lousy again as soon as you remember yeah. and then it'll be all right. You're going in the right direction, Ruby. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend and we'll speak next week, okay? You as well. All yeah, right. I'll call you back. Take thanks. care. Thanks Bye, very Ruby. much. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to start. Good evening, start. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hi. I just wanted to um, say to Ruby, yes. I know how how she feels with everything that's gone on because it happened to me um, as well in my past with my ex. Mm. I stayed with him for five years and he emotionally abused me, you know, called me all the names under the sun, told me I was worthless, told me I would never find anybody better than him because nobody would ever have me. And, you know, he, he made my self-esteem that low. I stayed with him because I actually started to believe him. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I was, I was even pushing my family away. I was pushing everybody away because of the things that he was telling me. And he was making me that low. I was believing him that my family didn't care about me and my friends didn't care about me. And it got to the point where I was completely on my own and I, I was self-sufficient on him because he was taking all the money. He was gambling all the time. I'd never gotten nothing. You know, he'd literally take my bank card out my purse, go and get the shopping money and go and gamble it away in the, in the, in the, you know, the bookies and stuff like that. So I'd have to like constantly be asking people to borrow me money just to get some food in the house. Yeah. And it got to the point where I just... I just clicked and it was like, you know what? I don't need this in my life. I need something better. And I did. I turned around to him and I said, look, I, says, I can't do it no more. I've got to leave. And I left and I stopped with a friend for a few months and managed to get myself a flat. And, you know, I lived in this flat for about three years on my own. I, I, you know, I didn't have nobody around me, like, personally, if you know what I mean, like sexually and stuff like that. I just thought, no, I need to bring myself back. I need to work on myself. And I did. And I worked on me and bringing the old person back and the old me back that he had pushed down. And when I did, I finally realised that there was people there that loved me and cared for me and wanted what was best for me. And I managed to find somebody that <coughs> now treats me like a queen, you know, he, he'd do anything for me. Um, he always tells me, it doesn't matter how much of a bad day I'm having, you know, with my depression and stuff like that, he'll sit there and if he sees I'm having a bad day, he'll sit there and he'll talk to me about it, you know, and he, he's always complimenting me, telling me how beautiful I look and, you know, and things like that. And at first, when I first got with him, I wasn't sure how to take it because I'd never had that in my life before. I'd never had somebody in my life before that, complimented me i was always constantly going with the people that put me down and things like that but now now that i've actually realized that this person that is good for me i know that my life is is better the way it is and it took me a while to get there but i have got there i mean my depression and stuff is still bad because of my health but he actually works with me and helps me with it instead of trying to use that against me. There you go. Perfect. And it's absolutely amazing. And I just want to, to let her know that, yeah, it's going to take a while for her to get there because of those feelings that she's got. But 
she will get there eventually and when she does it'll be the most amazing feeling ever to know that she's done it herself and actually brought the, the, the self herself back round hey nice one star thanks for sharing that no worries you're welcome cheers my dears ta-ta there we go Bye. What nice what nice listeners we got we got the nicest listeners um sloop john b Hey, 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 we're the monkeys. How you doing? Oh, not supposed to ask that. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kat. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Sloop. Listen, I uh, I wanted to tell you about a theory I heard to get your take on it. Okay, good. I'm good and, at uh, You've seen the film Pulp Fiction, right? A long, long time ago, yes. Well, there's a cut scene in the film that I saw the other day, and Uma Thurman films John Travolta on a high camera, and she hits him with this theory, so I'm going to give it to you now. She yes. says, there are two types of people in the world. Beatles people yeah. and Elvis people. Yeah. And although you can like both of them, you can't like them both the same, and at some point you have to choose. Yeah. And that's how you can divide people in the world into two camps. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think Beatles and Elvis are a little bit too similar to, to, to differentiate, really. Do you think so? Yeah, I think I think you'd get a lot of people that would dig both. I mean, they're wrong, because Elvis sucks. We know that Elvis is, is terrible. Yeah, you Elvis yourself on the air. Sorry, you sing Elvis, don't you? No, I, I sing. I sing Ian Lee. I sing <laughs> Ian. I sing Ian. Elvis sings Elvis. I sing Ian, which is what which about is Catherine. Uh, I'm not an Elvis person. My sister is. I just right. think a lot of people. A lot of people will say that they like the early Beatles and they like Elvis. I think I can see. I can see too much of a crossover. Between those yeah. acts, I think you're more well, likely yeah. to say you're either a Beatles group, a Beatles person, or well, no, actually, why, why are we even debating some crappy Quentin Tarantino dialogue that he cut from his film? You're not a Tarantino fan. Uh, I think he's a. I think as a human being, he's a he's a knob. Well, yeah, you've got a point. There, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Opinion. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction since it, since it came out. I, I bought it on Hooky VHS in Camden Market for a fiver, really bad quality, and I watched it and I watched it loads of times and I used to really love it. But that would have been, I would have been nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I was going to say I was twenty. I was twenty three, mm-hmm. so ninety five, ninety six. Um, I and had I've, the poster in my bedroom at yeah, university, and I've not seen it <laughs> since then. And I wonder. I yeah. wonder. I wonder if it would stand the test of time. Zed's dead, baby. It's a great film. Well, that's what I said. That's why I watched it the other day. I just thought I'll have to, I'll have to ask Ian about this. Reservoir Dogs is... Res, right, here we go. Reservoir go Dogs is a good film. Right, because yeah, it's like brilliant. a play. So it's a play. Basically, it's yeah. a basically it's a play filmed in front of a camera. Right? Well, I heard it's ripped off from a Japanese film, but that's besides... Of course it, of course it is. He rips everything off, right? Kill Bill, yeah. boring. Yeah. Jackie yeah, Brown... Boring. No, I like Jackie Brown. Yeah, you're wrong. It's no, boring. That's right. It's a, it's a boring film. film. Sit your raggedy ass down. Boring. <laughs> boring. My favourite from Dust Till Dawn. Right. Uh, Catherine, that's my favourite as well. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote True Romance too. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah boring. I don't boring. Really remember a lot about it. Inglorious Bastards. Boring. Even the bit with Elvis in the mirror talking to him. Boring. I like you, Clarence. Inglorious. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is uh, I've not seen, but it looks boring. Every no, other every other good. film he's ever done since looks boring. He's doing a film about Charles Manson. It looks boring. A guy's I a joke. About Charles Manson be boring. It should be great. Yeah, the guy's a joke. The guy's a joke. He's Are you a... just worried about how he's going to portray Dennis Wilson or something? No, I just no, I just I just don't want to go and watch a movie about Charles Manson directed by um, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, can I just say one quick thing before, like, before I go in there? You know the Beach Boys film? Is it Love and Music or something? Love and Mercy. You know, 
Yeah. This guy, it. this guy calls yeah. up. He's called Sloop John Bean. He doesn't know the name of the Brian Wilson movie. Wow. I like and the he's te- oh, and he's talking on. and he's talking to me about what films I should and shouldn't like. Wow, this guy's a joke. Yes, mate. Is it love, love and music. Yeah, go on. Love and music. Yeah, named after yeah, the Brian Wilson just, song. Love and music from his first solo album, Brian Wilson. Love and music. Yeah, go on. Love and music. Yeah, the film. Yeah, called Love and good? music. Yeah. Love and music. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, it's love and, and it's named after the song Love and music from the first Brian Wilson album. I've not heard that one. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. Sloop John B. Yes. <laughs> It's a great film. Well, there you go. All right, I'll have a look and I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I appreciate the... the uh... Does anyone get shot in it or like take, Hopefully. take loads of drugs? Oh, they take a lot <laughs> of drugs in lot, it. Yeah. He takes a lot maybe, of drugs maybe in Brian it. Maybe Brian Wilson does the Samuel L. Jackson, The Path of the Righteous Man. <laughs> there you go, you <laughs> see. Know. Zed's dead, baby. Hey, nice one, Sleep. Thanks for the call, man. Laters, bye. Oh. Bye-bye. Laters, I like that. Oh, oh I enjoy talking to Sleep. So, see you now. Uh, let's go to uh, Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, and how are you? None of your business. What you got for us, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I was just getting involved in that Quentin Tarantino discussion then, and uh, I, I still think his films are pretty cool. I think they're good. We're glad. <laughs> boom, boom. Whoa. See, you got burnt there, Mark. You got burnt. <laughs> he was just going to leave you dangling. I felt like I had to bring it you to some burnt. kind of close. You know what? That was a total, like... Well, I mean, you know, you might as well have had a church bell ringing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was, I was, I was exaggerating slightly for comic effect. I, you know, if Pulp Fiction were on, I'd, I'd sit down and watch it probably. Oh, I loved it. You know what? Though, I went to see that at the cinema when it came out, and I just did not get it. I had to go back about two or three times. Oh, because there's like the time jump in there, isn't there? Yeah, it was like the first time that the filmmaker had used that sort of. Um, yeah. Time. Thing, you know. Well, I, I was I say I watched it. I don't, I don't recommend it, but I watched it on a hooky video that I bought in Camden, and I thought that it'd been because sometimes you get those videos and they're edited wrong, and I thought that it's like, oh no, this is there's like yeah. a, there's like an hour in the wrong place, and oh balls, but yeah, then you realise yeah, it's part no, of it's, yeah. Yeah, you got Travolta who'd been shot in the toilet, you know, and then the next thing he's walking around again, and, and I'm like, whoa, wait on, he's dead. I just don't. Here's the thing. I just, I right, I, I didn't like Jackie Brown. I, I thought Kill Bill was just awful. Well, yeah, boring. It's only half a film, though, isn't it? Well, no, because there's two of them. Well, exactly. Yeah, there's two of them. Um, but then yeah. I saw an interview with Uma Thurman last year when she said that he was a bit of a sleaze bag. And that whole thing about him strangling her with the chains. Did you read that? Yeah. yeah. He nearly killed her. Yeah. Two, two instances. Really? He nearly killed her in a car crash. She nearly died. So like a camera came off and hit her or something. And another thing where she had to be strangled with a chain. And Quentin said, I will do it. And I will hold it a little bit longer than you're comfortable with. And we'll get the shot. And he I nearly swore then. And he choked her with a metal chain. He choked her. And no she found it terribly upsetting, as one would. And I just thought, all right, yeah. there's, 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 there's authenticity and there's also acting. And, you know, sometimes you just got to act. And that yeah. was, I thought, was a bit, of a bit of a joke, really. I think the, the fact he tries to get in his own movies as well is a little bit like... Oh, he's, he's a know, terrible actor, And he's always himself. Oh, no, he's always himself. He's, he's one ugly mofo, you know. Wow, gosh, that escalated quickly. No, that? but it's a thing where he does that thing where he... For, you know, yeah. five minutes. It's like, OK, we know you can talk fast. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you've got verbal diarrhoea, mate. That's, that's pretty much your, uh, your thing, isn't it? When did you last watch uh, Pulp Fiction, Mark? I watched it actually about uh, two or three months ago, uh, just to 
kind of see what it was all about again. You and know, was it all right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's just star-studded, isn't it? You know, you've, you've got them all in there, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you have got them know. all in there. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan, so I do. Yeah, I enjoy no, I, his bit. I think it's a bit dated now, if you want me honest with you, because there's so many films that have just moved on from it, and it's just kind of... It was like the... Uh, I know, the, it was the starting point, wasn't it, for a lot of filmmakers... It was so cool at the time, though. So cool. Oh, it was. Yeah, I, I yeah. I Whereas say, Reservoir yeah, Dogs, yeah. I don't think that that can date as well because it's pretty much just like one shot. You know that is. is, is... Uh, I didn't get that. I mean, Reservoir Dogs was not one of my favourites, but you saying it was one of yours, but I didn't find it that good. Out of his stuff, it was. I remember because yeah. that I remember that, that again. Someone had a video of that before Pulp Fiction came out, and it was he was it was still a bit of an underground. Thing. I remember watching that late at night and thinking, "Yeah, this is all right. This is." But here's the thing, Mark. <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of apart from superhero movies, I'm quite bored of movies where people just go around shooting each other now. Yeah, it's, it needs a bit more of a plot, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit of story. And so many hitmen movies as well. You know, they're yeah. always men or Secret Service or. You know, come on, let's let's move away from that one as well. That's just boring as well. Mark, you and me, we're going to make a movie together. Natalie's going to sing the theme tune. You and me, we're going to make a movie, and it's not going to be about hitmen. It's going to be about um, just just guys having fun, and it's going yeah, to be called. It's going to be good guys having fun, and that's what it's going to be about. But very quickly, I mean, Inglorious Bastards. Well, bastards, sorry, bastards. But, yes, uh, that was ridiculous. I mean, uh, really? Do you know really? what? I've not actually seen that. It just, that's the World War Two one, isn't it? It Brad just, Pitt. yeah, it just looked yeah, rubbish. It. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Nice one, Mark. Hey, listen. Thanks for the call. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you t- trust me, it's been a, it's been more of a pleasure for us, buddy. It's been more of a pleasure for us. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio.